Hello, and welcome to Coffee and a Notepad, where we talk about all things business, entrepreneurship, and creating success on your own terms. My name is Kiafa Hall. I am the host of Coffee and a Notepad. And today I am joined by my great friend, Jomo, a financial planner. Uh, we are not going to be talking about your financial planning today, but I'm so glad that you uh, took some time to chat with me. How are you? I'm doing well. We could have that conversation in the future for sure. Definitely. Another day. I'll bring you yeah. back another day because I yeah, have a sure. lot of uh, money questions, money Money is very important. Uh, I need to get my my finances in order. I am sure I am not the best person to talk about anything money related with. So. I got you. <laughs> Don't even worry about it. I got you. <laughs> so, but before we do start talking about the topic of the day, I wanted to know what is a lesson that you've learned recently that's been invaluable to you. Um, well, uh, one lesson that I've learned recently is that uh, business essentially moving forward is going to look different than how it's looked in the past. So, mm -hmm. for example, I'll just share something that I've kind of dealt with recently, uh, which is uh, looking for new support staff. So I need a, mm -hmm. a new assistant and um, got one on board, um, made an offer they accepted. And then I guess maybe some of the details was lost where they didn't know that um, commuting to the office um, mm -hmm. a couple days um, was uh, part of the expectation. And then um, after they realized that, they kind of withdrawn their acceptance. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean you want them to come yeah. into the office? So yeah, it's like such a extreme foreign you know, concept at this point. But in the past, like that was a norm, like actually having a couple days to work from home was a luxury. Now mm -hmm. it's kind of flipped on its ear, where it's the other way around. Um, you know, it, working from home is the expectation. It, it's uh, the expectation. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, to me, as a kind of a young dinosaur, that's kind of foreign. <laughs> I'm, I'm really used to doing things the old way. Um, but it just goes to show that, you know, things have changed. Um, you know, when you got to ride out with the times, you got to. Yeah. You gotta adjust. I'm telling you, like when the you know pandemic happened, I had to learn about you know video conference call. I, I was doing that before. I was pretty much <laughs> all meetings was in person. Um, had you to, were, you were the person who would forget to take your mute off, weren't you? They always had to yeah. remind you. <laughs> yes, well that too. Like and and then you have the different. Uh, different platforms, right? So mm -hmm. I, was, I used to Zoom, I had a Zoom account, you know, used to Zoom. And then if I had to do a Teams or, you know, WebEx, I was completely lost. Right? <laughs> Where the buttons were, how to unmute, how to turn on camera. For, I mean, even for this, like I had to figure out the permissions, right? <laughs> Again, old dinosaur or young dinosaur. Oh, so, no, listen, you're fine. You're fine. But that definitely brought us to today's conversation, right? Because we started this off with uh, a completely different intention, right? A different conversation. We were not even um, talking anything about your hiring. And I asked the question, like, how's that going? Mm -hmm. And it brings up this important um, concept. And this thing that that it seems like people don't want to accept that working from home, uh, remote work is no longer a luxury. Yeah. And there's been so much conversation and debate about whether or not people should go back into the office or whether or not 
um, people are as productive being at home, if you, you know, we're missing out on the quality of networking or collaboration because we're sitting behind a computer screen. But the reality is, is that we've all gotten a taste of what it's like to be able to just work in your pajamas. And I don't want to wear uncomfortable slacks. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Right. Dress shirt up top, sweats on the bottom. <laughs> I mean, if you get a dress shirt, you are lucky today. I might put on a good t-shirt where you can only see the, the neckline and uh, try to play it off. Like, right. um, But I do think it's a great conversation because you are looking to expand your team. And this is a new experience for you when you are thinking about what is your team dynamic going to look like, um, what that, what you're putting in your job descriptions and your, your call for uh, applications. So before we talk about that part, do you remember what your first job was like and what your, your experience was coming into your first job? I remember it like it was yesterday. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, my first job was actually, I was uh, 15 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was at a finish line. Oh, and the sneaker store. The sneaker store. And mm-hmm. uh, this was kind of like, you know, a cold taste of reality of how kind of the world works. So it was in a uh, brand new kind of development uh, mall, uh, so to speak. And um, they pretty much had to build out the store. And Mm -hmm. so they, you know, one of my friends got a job there. He was like, yeah, I'm going to be working here. We're building out the store, putting literally putting like the shelves on the wall and all that stuff. So um, so I uh, joined him and we worked there, you know, for a couple of weeks, putting the shelves on the wall. And then after everything was set up and the store was open, they were like, yeah, we don't no longer need you. And I was like, what are you talking about? They was like, well, you're not 16. I was like, but I got a worker's permit. They were like, nah, you got to be 16. So I was literally like, you know, used, so to speak. I got oh, paid no. for it, but I was used to, um, to kind of build out the store. And I was like, hmm, okay. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, 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 cool, yeah. So, wow. Oh, yeah. finish line. That was dirty. Oh, my yeah, gosh. Yeah. So, yeah, that was my first uh, job experience. But I think that mm-hmm. kind of maybe started me on my entrepreneurial path. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't work for the man. Yeah. In, in that, did you did you work closely with the managers or was it just other staff that you worked uh, with? Yeah, so my recollection, it was pretty much with the other staff. I don't, re- I don't remember because it like this literally like the store wasn't even open yet, so it wasn't like you know um, a close relationship with kind of like the management. It was just like these things need to get done. You know, you kids kind of do it, and you know we'll be back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my first job was as camp counselor, mm-hmm. and um, I worked. It was like summer youth or something, and. I remember we had to put, fill out all this paperwork in the beginning. I have no idea what I'm filling out. And then they told us what camp we were going to be working at. And we met on like the first day. We met like the, I guess, the director or the owner of the camp or whatever. They came and, you know, introduced themselves. And I don't think I ever saw them again. It was my, like, it was the lower camp counselors. And then you had like maybe, the the senior camp counselors those were like the the freshman year college students or whatever 
that was yeah. watching us high schoolers, making sure we were doing things. And that was it. I did not talk. Like, I can't even remember the director's name. Like, <laughs> we saw them on, like, the welcome. And, yeah. and then maybe the, you know, they have, like, a little wrap-up or whatever. And so when I think back to, like, what it was like working your very first job where your interactions are just very much with the peers that you're working with. Now it seems like there's this expectation. There's everybody knows everyone. So I mm -hmm. should be able to have just as much access to the C-suite as I do to like the front line. Mm -hmm. Do you yeah, see share, that like, there's uh, a faster share of information, right? Yes. Yeah. Do you see in your experience, because you do a lot more office work than I do, is there more uh, connection between the different levels of individuals? So I guess in my aspect, I'm not sure because I'm not on the corporate mm -hmm. side. So I guess my last um, corporate quote unquote job was uh, when I was with uh, Wells Fargo. I was on mm -hmm. the uh, bank side and the advisor side. Um and so I and I left that in 2013. So I haven't mm -hmm. been in somewhat like corporate America as much. So mm -hmm. at this point, um, I, I haven't dealt with office politics in so long. Mm -hmm. and, uh, that for me is a blessing because I, I honestly I don't have the temperament for it. <laughs> office <laughs> politics. Yeah, yes, I don't. I, I just, you know, I'm a little bit too direct for it, I guess. Yeah. And so. I think that uh, my next set of questions is going to be about you and your journey. So you are mm -hmm. building out a new team. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What is leading you to that decision that you're going to need new team members to join you? So um, just the the workload, right? So mm -hmm. um, as far as like an assistant um, is really important because, you know, managing um, certain number of clients, there are expectations um, as far as servicing. So, mm -hmm. you know, you have to provide a certain level of service. Um, mm -hmm. And then you also have new clients, right? So you get referrals, you attract new clients, and then you have to um, implement, you know, strategies for them and then service them as well. And then once your, you know, client base is expanding, you know, you have only a certain amount of hours per day in mm -hmm. order to dedicate to, you know, the task to, to kind of managing the client base. And so you absolutely have to have uh, support staff to help with that process. Um, and so uh, I've brought on this year, uh, I guess, quote unquote, junior advisors to kind of help mm -hmm. with um, some of the clients, but um, support staff is needed as far as handling, you know, paperwork, um, onboarding process, getting the paperwork involved to bring them on board. And then once they're on board, there's, you know, things that change over time where you're going to need servicing needs, whether it could be anything from change of address to change of beneficiary on accounts or you name it, um, mm -hmm. deposits, withdrawals, um, you name it. So support staff is is, is, is essentially necessary. You, you can't do it all by yourself. Is yeah. this your first time handling uh, hiring staff for yourself? No. So I, I actually had an assistant in the uh, past that was actually really good. Um, she was a really good um, assistant, anticipated needs, kind of um, was um, proactive in um, the things that I needed, which was, you know, absolutely great. Um, unfortunately, she had an opportunity where um, her um, I believe partner's family was uh, open 
opening another office and they asked her to run that office. Uh, It was just the opportunity that she uh, could not give up and, uh, you know, not that she she needed my (laughs) blessings, but I was like, you know, this is actually, you know, you know, pretty good opportunity. And so you mentioned in your lessons learned, right? Now you're hiring a team and one of the changes is they don't want to be in the office with you. Yeah. So, <laughs> right. Is it me though? <laughs> is it you? Is it is maybe it's you? No, they the expectation of being able to work remote. Right. So how does that change the way that you're thinking about shaping your new team? Yeah. So in the past, right, as you know, once the pandemic happened, right, everything moving forward started to be digitized, so to speak, right? So started to do, you know, Zoom meetings. Um got into, uh, you know, DocuSign for documents, you know, electronic um, signature on documents, uh, also really important cloud storage, um, since Mm -hmm. we're not, you know, going to the office and holding physical files. Um, So all of that, you know, moving forward, I'm kind of prepared um, for the digital world and I am currently working, so to speak, Mm -hmm. in the digital world. And so, you know, that works well with the staffing needs of today. The the problem is I've been doing business since 2008, right? So (laughs) (laughs) it wasn't always this way. And so I have, you know, physical files in the office and, you know, um, so those need to be uploaded to the cloud and made made digital. And so just at least for an initial phase, um, I do need support staff to be in the office to kind of bring that process up to speed and then moving forward, um, then it could probably be, you know, fully remote, but I just gotta, gotta get through that trough, so to speak, <laughs> and then, you know, make it to the other side. So we'll see how that goes. I don't know, maybe <laughs> get an intern or something for, for just that. Yeah. And it sounds like, so the office needs is there is absolutely some in-person work that needs to take place, but the hesitation of people is just like, I want to do as much as possible. I don't have to interact or come into the office. I don't have yeah. to leave my house. Right. Um, how are there, are you thinking about like different concessions or um, changes to how you expected the work to get done to say, okay, if you have to come in, Here's mm-hmm. something else that I'm willing to accommodate in another way. Or are you looking, being like, listen, if I need help, I need help. Yeah. What, where do you stand? So uh, the current support that I have um, is willing to take on that task. But uh, mm-hmm. because the need was so strong, I ended up uh, getting a person at a higher, mm-hmm. um, I, I don't know how to say it, but like, not a price point, but a higher pay than mm-hmm. I, and I was desiring, and so, <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, having them do that task at that uh, pay kind of to me doesn't make sense. So. <laughs> you have to pay someone. You're literally paying just for them to come in, not even to do the work. Like, yeah, and then the convenience that, fee. <laughs> yeah, and then at that point, you know, uh, I don't. <laughs> So I'm still hoping out to get, you know, something at, uh, you know, and, and the wage is actually not bad, but, um, you know, not at, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I think that people wouldn't um, think about the fact that 
you you are you are now having to compensation conversations usually happen around like benefits like i want an extra day off from work or i'm looking to go back to school how or you know upskill in some way will my job accommodate those things right <clears throat> and now the idea that you have to say well this was what the job was paying and that person says okay but i have to put gas in my car or i have to <laughs> travel x amount of time this time is also something you're compensating for which before it was just expectation if yeah. this is a job you're expected to just come in yeah. um so that has to definitely be um something not just you just a lot of people have to consider i know for me even mm. when i think about clients um, I write into my contracts, like there are travel expenses, there mm -hmm. are travel fees associated if you're asking me to meet you in person. Um, but I wouldn't think about it on just like a regular office position. Like mm -hmm. this, there is that version of that as well. Yeah. Um, it's a, it's a new day. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, and then before we were thinking about, uh, we were talking um, previous conversations just about how you were preparing to bring on a team. So mm -hmm. the process of like documenting your internal processes. Now yeah. you have to onboard someone. So yeah. what will that look like for you? So, yeah, so there's definitely has to be training involved, right? Um, so the person, luckily the person that I've brought on and um, I guess since the last conversation we've had, um, they've also worked for uh, another financial planner advisor. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, not having to do all that training is definitely a <laughs> uh, help because it's almost like plug and play. Um, but, you know, bringing on a whole new person altogether that may be new to the industry or new to this role altogether, then yes, that is some training involved. Um, and that training does uh, bring them uh, through your process because every, you know, advisor is different and mm -hmm. how you do things. So, um, one of the things that I um, did this uh, summer is I revamped my client service model, mm -hmm. um, revamped my review model, revamped my onboarding model as well. And so luckily, all of those things are actually current in place and in um, operation. So bringing somebody on board just, you know, requires familiarizing them with the you know process. And so are you doing it? Virtually, are you providing them like a digital version of it? How are you? How are you planning yeah. to train? Yeah, so um, virtually, yeah. So the training <laughs> definitely take place virtually. Absolutely. Um, there's like literally only one aspect um, of anything I think related to my business that could be um, considered um, in person, and that's the filing. Um, other than that, everything else is virtual. So that's a good thing for you. It, it seems like your business is, is set up for it to be mostly virtual. Did you do a lot of virtual onboarding in your experience and in, in, in your work experience? No, no, <laughs> definitely not. So I remember when I started with um, back with Wachovia um, and at the time Wachovia Securities. Uh, this was uh, a couple Way years back. ago. Way back. <laughs> Uh, we like we literally went to like New Jersey for training. So it was like, you know, having to travel for training. And um, it wasn't necessary for us. I didn't think so that it's a bad thing because, you know, we got to travel, we got the corporate car, you know, we kind of, you know, outside of outside of the training session as a group, we just kind of had fun, <laughs> you know, so to speak. So, you know, those experiences was 
was was actually cool and you know developed relationships and some of the folks that I actually trained with um, back then I'm still you know have a relationship with now um, and you know we're connected on social media and stuff like that and seeing like you know kids grow up and stuff like that so you know that's another thing too right that's missing right um, especially if you're doing you know virtual one-on-one training you don't really have that um, those type of settings anymore. Yeah, I I was watching um, some YouTube videos. I like to listen to a lot of video essays and there's a lot of conversation about this remote work experience. And they mentioned like this lack of connection or camaraderie that you gain from working side by side with someone. Yeah. And I don't think that's true. Mm-hmm. I, I think that I have made better connections with people that I've met virtually mm-hmm. than the ones that I work face to face with. Really? Yes. And I That's think, yeah, because I mean, I definitely have some great friends that I made working in the office, mm-hmm. but there's only a few that extended, I, like I extended relationships with um, beyond just work. I don't, I think part of it is I don't see your bad habits, right? Mm-hmm. So okay. because- <laughs> <laughs> this, this person microwaves fish. <laughs> or just the way that you handle work or the extra yeah. gossiping that I might yeah. see. I don't, I don't encounter that. So my, my interactions with you are usually around the work that we're working on together. We do get a chance, just like, you know, you and I, like, we're having conversations about work, but we're also having conversations just getting to know one another. But I also am not seeing like, you know, I am not necessarily the neatest. And so if you're a neat freak, uh, <laughs> you might be turned off by my piles and piles of paper, or, you know, we're talking about something about work. Maybe I'm, you're a procrastinator and I'm not. And so I'm not interacting with you like that. Or maybe you're you're interacting with someone I don't like and I'm like, Oh, I'm questioning your, who you are. You know what I mean? So I don't know if those things play into it, but I do think that the interactions I've had so far, um, these are people that I'm also getting an opportunity to see in different spaces. Um, they aren't all clearly we're not in the same company. So my network is not just limited to the people that are in my closest access, right? Mm-hmm. They're not just in this building or the, in this office. So I, I don't know. I think that those relationships have, are feel healthier um, okay. than the ones that I would have had in the workplace and I've hung out with them, right? We've gone out to happy hours. We've hung out and just had conversations. That's the the next question I was going to ask is on these people that you're building relationship with virtually, are there ever in, you know, in, in, in person interaction, whether it be a mixer or anything like that, networking in person event or anything? Yeah. I'm, I've gone out to happy hours. We've, you know, I recently celebrated a birthday. They, you know, thank you. Um, they, you know, came and celebrated with me. I get, you know, messages. We, uh, some, I communicate on Slack. Some of them are just like regular text message. And, um, I'll get random messages just about things that, you know, you've mentioned that you've been interested in and they're like, oh, hey, this popped up. Do you want to go or, you know, sharing something funny or whatever? And I, I don't, I don't talk to them every day. And there is not this pressure of 
I'm going to see you tomorrow. So I have to interact with you, I guess. So when I do interact with them, it feels great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like we don't talk every day, but I enjoy talking to you. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's <laughs> it should be a personality thing too. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, that's interesting because I I always felt like you know being kind of like in the trenches with somebody, you know, high pressure situation, you know, um, in person meetings and things like that. Um, kind of, I don't know. Uh, you kind of see a little bit of a personality, see a little bit of personality. Good and bad. Good and bad. And then <laughs> as far as the good is concerned, you know, you may say, okay, I like that attribute about that person. Yeah. It may feel the same about you. And then you kind of make, you know, those connections. But um, there's always different sides of seeing things. So, you know, I, I think that's absolutely. Yeah. And, and some of these individuals I also um, have worked on larger projects with. So you do see what it looks like when you are under the gun, when you're negotiating for funds, when you are like a project is last minute and we have to re-scramble to, to realign some things. Like, so there are instances where that also um, comes up. Um, I have uh, a really, she's a good friend of mine. uh, And I recently had a conversation with her about, I'm not good at mixing business and friendship, right? Like Mm -hmm. there's usually these lines for me And um, I think it. I learned from her, like there is a way to manage both of those and to decide how each relationship is. I reflect back on my, my relationships that I've had with coworkers when I was working in person. Mm-hmm. And the ones, there are some that I thought were genuine friendships that the day that I left, I never heard from them again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, not even like a check-in, hey, how you're doing? Um, and myself as well. Once they left the office, you may, you know, send a text, how's the new job? And then you yeah. don't ever speak to them. Yeah. So was that really a friendship? Yeah, um, probably not. <laughs> probably, probably not. Just, we were yeah. forced to see each other. We were forced yeah. to work together. And so you made a good thing out of a situation. Right. But yeah. I don't know... I don't know if it's necessary the way that people are saying that you have to be in person to to make those connections. Yeah. I do think that there is an effort of of getting to know someone both the way that they work and then also their personality that you're forced to do when you're working virtually yeah. um, or you're not you're not required to have to interact with them. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I definitely feel like in this new world where things are more virtual, um, interactions, connections, things of that nature, that I, I look more, you know, look forward more to like the in-person stuff as well. So like, for example, mm-hmm. yesterday I went to a mixer and it was, you know, great getting out there, shaking hands, you know, mm-hmm. business cards are scanning each other, you know. <laughs> like Even that's new, the scanning of business cards, right? You're yeah, not just handing yeah. off the little white card. <laughs> no, no, you know, like just scanning it, especially now you go to an event and there's like, you know, 200 people, you're going to run out of <laughs> Are you going to carry like a, a knapsack of cards, you know? So it's, listen, it's these business sense. card printers are about to go out of business because everybody right. is using something digital, QR code, or just, code just go to my Instagram. Yeah, well, yeah. Or, and now, I even yesterday um, at the uh, at the uh, mixer, I learned that mm-hmm. on um, LinkedIn, if you hit the search bar, just tap in the search bar on the side of the QR code and people could scan the QR code on your LinkedIn and then, you know. There you um, go. There's a new friend, new connection. And 
so thinking about this, right? Because you're shaping a team now. You are you have the ability to create culture. And it sounds like for you, that in-person experience meant something mm-hmm. where now your team might be saying, mm, not so much. Yeah. So have you put any thought into how you are going to uh, shape what that experience is like working with you? Yeah. So right now we we have standing weekly meetings that's mm-hmm. in um, uh, uh, virtual. So standing Zoom meetings once a week. Um, and then the goal is to try to have some type of in-person, maybe periodically, if it's at least at minimum once a quarter. And it doesn't have to be something that's super formal. It could be like a meetup at Top Golf. Um, uh, there's actually a golf tournament coming up and I've invited the team members to join. And so mm-hmm. um, I do like some type of, you know, interaction in person, but I guess the standing meetings that we have are currently, you know, virtual. Okay. Okay. And what about for you? I know you mentioned um, you've had to learn new technology um, over the pandemic and think about how the, not only the, requirement that you digitize things and you do things more virtually, but are there other aspects that you are, you are thinking about or should think about when it comes to how you lead your, your new team in this remote situation? Um, so one thing that just came to mind, um, uh, we, we talked about it uh, previously is that the interactions that we have with clients. And so um even though we're in a kind of a digital world, um, I work with my clients both digitally and in person. So mm-hmm. for example, you know, review calls have all been via Zoom, um, mm-hmm. even though I have those uh, one-off clients that, you know, prefer to meet in person. Mm-hmm. Older <laughs> um, maybe not as technology savvy. Um, mm-hmm. uh, no knock, because that's me too. But- um, <laughs> <laughs> No, it's okay. <laughs> So, you know, all of that is pretty much in person, but part of the um, client service model is having like, you know, once a year client appreciation event. And then also for my uh, business owner clients, I'm doing uh, business workshops. And so um, that would be, I guess, an expectation that, you know, the team would be there as well to participate, but that's not something that happens again regularly. Those are, you know, one-off events that happen throughout the year. Yeah. So for you, there is still keeping some in-person interactions. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I, I don't, I don't necessarily think that that's a bad thing, right? I do think that there, there's something to meeting someone face to face, um, you know, just socially and emotionally, I do think that there's advantages to, you know, seeing that there are people outside those four walls uh, that you're in. So I'm not against them. Um, I wonder, especially as your clientele may also get a little younger, mm-hmm. um, if that will also have to change that, as well. That may have to change over time as well. So it's in, it's really interesting because now I'm working with like some of my clients' kids, right? Um, mm-hmm. They're graduating, uh, graduated college. They have mm-hmm. like you know, the real jobs, some, you know, attorneys, you know, physicians, things mm-hmm. that have, what have you. Um, and so, you know, we're, we're interacting. And of course, it's, you know, Zoom calls and things like that. But, you know, 
how would client appreciation events look in the future when they're, you know, maybe, you know, the top clients, you know, how would that look? Mm -hmm. and it's interesting. And it's just gonna, it's gonna have to, you know, continue to evolve over time, you know? Yeah. Be, one thing you have to be flexible. Yeah. Flexibility is absolutely necessary in this workplace. What about work hours? So the traditional model is a nine to five, an eight to, to five kind of model Monday through Friday. Is yeah. that still the dynamic that you would expect for you and your team? So not necessarily, no, okay. um, because I work, you know, sometimes I work weekends, um, evenings often. And then as far as support staff, definitely does not have to be nine to five. That's more or less, you know, as long as the work is being done, you, choose, you know, you, you choose the hours you like to do it um, type of thing. Um, now, there may be like a set day where I say, you know, um, on this set day, I would like you to be available, um, you know, each day, this set day each week. So that way, you know, I, I can know I can reach you. We can have these conversations. But other than that, you know, whatever, you know, convenient for you is convenient for me. Okay, that that sounds good. You should absolutely write that in the job description. Flexible okay. work hours as long yeah. as it's you know thirty hours, forty hours, yeah. whatever your yeah. your <laughs> yes. Because I I also think that that also makes a a big difference, especially if you are um, dealing with individuals who have families. Not to knock those of us that don't have children or anything, but. Um, if they have families, like trying to adjust around kids or, you know, dynamics you've created, the pandemic has changed people's living situations. So um, so I'm glad that you're open to that because I know yeah. that there are still some places that are like, no, we need you to clock in at nine. And I'm like, why? Like, yeah. why is that the thing? Why is that the norm? Yeah. And one thing I have noticed, um, and this is, may not necessarily be a good thing, especially, you know, for the workforce is that, you know, especially talking to family and friends, um, especially the ones in corporate America, they're actually working more uh, mm. than they're working from home. So, you know, even though their description may be nine to five, mm -hmm. you could reach out to them before nine and they're working. Uh, you know, you reach out to them at seven and they're still working. And mm -hmm. it may be because they're not at an office and so they're not necessarily, you know, saying, oh yeah, it's, you know, 5.30, I need to get out of here. Mm -hmm. They're in front of their computer in front of their, at home, and they may be eating, you know, dinner in front of the computer and, and still working. So yeah. I think that's one thing, um, an aspect of it where um, that work-life balance may actually be getting a little bit off kilter now that people are working from home because that separation is a little blurry. Yeah, it's not the forced boundary of yeah. work. It's your laptop's right there, your phone's right there. Let me just answer this one email. Or let me just bang this out while I'm thinking about it right now. Exactly. And when you add it up, you probably did well over 40 hours, you know, <laughs> even if you were, quote, unquote, a nine to five person. So I think that's, that's true. Little, you know, kind that of is true. That makes me think, what are some bad habits that you think you've picked up? from this shift to working more from home that you may not have had when you were, you know, in a working nine to five office setting? I wouldn't say necessarily it's a bad habit, but I mm -hmm. am one of those people like I'm working lunches is kind of like the norm for me now. Or if I do step away completely, um, you know, to have a lunch, it's probably maybe 30 minutes max and I'm still checking my phone. 
Okay. So I'll say you were just talking about yourself. Just yeah, your lack I, was, of I, was, I was projecting. That's it. Yep, that's it. I was projecting. <laughs> okay, so for you it is you're checking your phone, not taking your full lunch breaks. Yeah. Yeah. I would say for me, I definitely am one of those people that don't get out of bed until I need to get out of bed mm-hmm. kind of people. I yeah. I don't, I'm, I've never been a morning person. Yeah. So trying to wake me up in the morning, oh no, I am good for like rolling out 15 minutes before a meeting to like wake up, make coffee. That's definitely a bad habit I had that I had to break. Now that you mentioned that, made me think about it. Um, so I have my work emails go to my iPad and I, in the past, first thing in the morning, check my work email. <laughs> that is Horrible. I mean, that's on many different levels. Absolutely horrible. So luckily, I've recognized that and I've stopped that where I'm actually, you know, I have a book bedside and the first thing I do in the morning is I read. Um, mm-hmm. And it, it kind of helps with a lot of different things, doing that versus first thing, you know, pulling up the iPad to check work email. So I I was listening to like, um, I don't want to call her like a self-help person, um, but they're very much into like healthy habits and self-care. And they recommended that people keep by their bed, not to keep like their phone or um, their laptops, their iPads or anything, all of their electronics, like put it across the room or put it outside your room. But to keep things that you want to intentionally engage with, like, like you said, like a book um, or if you're, a journaler, keep your journal because you're, there's an instinct as soon as you wake up to grab what's near you. And so we were used to like grabbing our phones and, you know, doom scrolling. Yeah. It's, it's a terrible thing. I mean, on a lot of different levels for mental health, it's a bad thing. Um, Mm -hmm. even getting, I'm somewhat of a nerd, but even getting into, you know, brain activity when you first wake up, you know, Mm -hmm. going from, you know, the different, uh, waves, um, that the, um, brain activity projects in the morning and mm-hmm. how susceptible you are to certain things, um, you really have to protect that. Yeah. I uh, I, I still doom scroll. It's the first thing. I log into tic- TikTok it's, immediately. It's actually, it's actually really bad for you. Don't do I it. Know. <laughs> do not do that. All right. <laughs> I'm going to work on it. I don't, yeah. And the, the other bad thing is I read all my books on my phone too. So, <laughs> so it's hard to separate, right? Because you like, it's hard to separate. You have the phone in your hand already. It's like, let me just check TikTok. Yeah. And now I'll be reading my book and I'll be like, you you know, when you get to a part of a book that's it's a little drier, so it takes a little more effort to, to read it. And I'll be like, let me just go over to TikTok real quick. Let yeah. me go. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe I need to go back to reading physical books so that <laughs> yeah, either, either that, that or get like um like a Kindle or something, right? Yeah, literally just the book itself. Just so, for the yeah. book itself. You know, what's what's a good habit? What's something that has come out from working remotely that you're like, I wish that I this was the thing that I was doing before. Good habit. So a good habit. I don't think this is related to work remotely, but just a good habit in general. Mm-hmm. Um, I before I go to bed, I have a plan for the next day. Mm-hmm. Right now, top three things I need to do, top five things I need to do. My next day is already planned out before mm-hmm. I wake up because when you wake up and you check that email and you get the weird 
you know, request and it's like, it completely like blows your mind. Mm. And now that's all you're thinking about. And then you go back to thinking about, okay, what do I need to actually do for the day? And then, you know, things could get lost. Um, so um, starting the day with an agenda previously written the day before mm -hmm. is a game changer. Um, it helps me be um, productive, keep on task type of thing. Okay. For me, it has been intentional, intentional relationships. So I do think that there's a part where I was just working in the office with people. And so, you know, naturally being friendly, you speak to people and you talk to people. And like I said, my experiences, not many of those relationships lasted. Mm -hmm. I do think now I am learning how to like connect because I want to connect with people. Uh, so that, that email or sending that message to say, Hey, I, you know, let's have a quick coffee chat or something. It's because I genuinely want to get to know this person. Um, it's not just, you have some, I, I need to work with you. So, Hey, let me knock on your office door, you know? Right, right. Um, and that has been amazing also for me to kind of separate like my feelings about work from my feelings about just general engagement with people. Like I like people, yeah. not right. <laughs> I like work and these people, like it's not intermingling from as much for me. Yeah. Um, so that's been a great benefit. Uh, so now you, you, you're going to be hiring some, some more people and the virtual thing is not going to go away. What are some recommendations that you would give to anybody else who is like looking to start hiring in this particular work environment where Work from home is an absolute must of some way. Mm -hmm. uh, digital uh, tools, technology is an absolute necessity. Um, what, are, mm -hmm. what are some tools, recommendations you would have? Um, so this is not, you know, going anywhere, right? This is kind of the new normal. This is how things will be moving forward. So just adapt to it. And mm -hmm. if you're like me and you're not really a technology person and you're not really um, you know, um, up to date with like the newest of the new, you know, leverage somebody who is right. Um, you know, get somebody on board that, um, could, you know, help you in those things. Um, you know, you don't, you, you don't have to be an island to yourself, you know, leverage, leverage, um, relationships with other folks that could help you and, you know, adapt. Yeah. That is an amazing, that's a great piece of advice. Leverage those who are comfortable with it. And I think also looking to, it may be someone younger than you, someone coming in that you can absolutely learn from in this absolutely. environment. Absolutely. Yeah. So, well, that is helpful. I know this, this, the, you know, we were supposed to be talking about something completely different, but I think that this was so timely and so necessary. And I thank you for sharing your experience and good luck with, <laughs> with setting up your new team. Absolutely. Um, Thank you for the opportunity to have this conversation. This was a really good conversation. It's timely, definitely. Um, and it's something that, you know, as business owners and um, people working in within organizations, um, you know, we just got to <laughs> be aware of, you know, what <laughs> the current environment and climate we're in, you know, and yeah. information with each other. Yes, yes. I have I have some notes. I will be dropping them in my own notepad for myself as I look to to spread out my team a little bit. Um and you will be back to yes, talk yes. about money. 
Yep. So we're gonna we're gonna definitely have that conversation for sure. You know, it would have been right up as a financial plan. We don't have that. You know, this this is par for the course for me. If I can avoid talking about money, I will. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'll I'll hold you to it next time. (laughs) Thanks so much, and thanks so much, guys, for listening. Catch you on the next one. Bye.